Listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong based gaming podcast where we play games badly and then talk shit about them. And you are listening to episode 57. For something totally out of the ordinary, we are going to talk Blood Bowl. I, before we get into this though, the thing Ooh. that actually excites me about all of that the fact that we're talking about Blood Bowl again. And we're talking about Blood Bowl a lot, and I acknowledge and respect and understand all of those things. However, what I have missed over the past couple of years, I would say, is that back in the day I was playing either Warhammer Fantasy or I was playing Malifaux, and they were basically my primary games. They were my games. Um, so yes. I lived and I breathed and I talked either Warhammer or Malifaux, depending on where I was, but that, that was basically it, right? And right. over the last however long, I've picked up and played so many goddamn games, which have all been lovely, but it has left me really, really kind of torn on what to play next and what to paint next and how to hobby a thing. And, and I've had about 80 bazillion projects on the go, right? And lately, it has just been Blood Bowl and I've bought Blood Bowl and I've painted Blood Bowl and I've played Blood Bowl and I'm actually really enjoying just having something to focus on for a little bit. That focus is always nice. That being said, we should play some new games soon. Oh, we should absolutely bust out some Marvel and, you know, maybe some more Marvel United and uh, I want to play some War Master. <laughs> this, that. Let's play Mordheim again. That was fun. Anyway. Let's um do that. Gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All these plans. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm excited. You know, feel these nipples. It's it's good to be back. Yeah, but right now, but right I am now, we're laser focused, <laughs> and it's a really nice just to have one thing to think about. I mean, I have about a dozen teams on the go, but that's not the point. Um, that's the way it should be, though. I have at least that too. I mean, I've got literally three teams sitting here on my desk looking at me. I've got the Norse team all assembled, ready to go. I've got my team for next season assembled and attempted to – they've started getting paint on them. Uh, and I've also got my Dungeon Bowl team there. So yep. there's shit to I'm, be done. I'm living, in, I'm living in exactly the same space mm-hmm. where I have lots of things looking at me going, uh, am I getting paint now? <laughs> um, yes. The answer is yes to all of you. <laughs> but anyway <laughs> – that is my rant. Ah, look, it's a good rant. I will I will pay it for its rantness. What does a rant get paid in? Um rankles. <laughs> I don't Rupees? know. Rupees? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we are here to talk about a couple of things. First off, let's dive into the Fisticuffs season two of sevens that we have been playing at our local nerd fairy emporium throw the dice here in geelong that's 
I mean, you don't normally buy nerd fairies at the Nerd Fairy Emporium, just to confuse the issue a little bit further. But, but I'm pretty nerd- sure he has a price. <laughs> I don't think it'd be too expensive. Nah. He'd Was quite happy to give you members discount too. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the Nerd Fairies Emporium. Now, that just implies there's multiple, doesn't it? No, it, it, no it, it, it's fine. It, there's an apostrophe. It implies ownership. <laughs> it's it is all down to punctuation. There we go. <laughs> anyway. um, so as long as he can get that better than the dice on his sign, then all is well. Not going to go there. Not going to go there. Anyway, sevens. We have spoken once or twice on this podcast about what sevens means to us and how it is the superior way of playing Blood Bowl, at least at the moment for us. Like It's fast, it's loose, it's easy, it's all the things that I am in life. And I just enjoy playing it. So season two wrapped up. And I want to, shall we give a bit of a rundown of, of where people came and yeah, what sort of teams do. they were playing? All right, so 12 players. We all played six games, and this is the standings, the final standings for the league. 12th place. This is after, This is before finals, by the way. So 12th place with one draw, five losses, was Clinton with his Dark Elves. Number 11, Moose with his Shambling Undead. One win, two draws, three losses. Number 10, Alice with Necromantic. Ah, this was such a shame. Zero wins, five draws, one loss. Literally going into the last game of the season after having a draw every single game. (sighs) It would have been fantastic to get those all all draws. Uh, Somehow bumping his way up to number nine was Lockie with Dwarves. Two wins and four losses. Number eight, myself, with Corn, one win, three draws, two losses. Uh, number seven, now here is where it gets interesting. Seven, six, five, four, three, all tied on 10 points, and it came down to differentials as to who was on top. So number seven, uh, Gertzi with his humans, three wins, one draw, two losses. He was on top of the ladder for so long too. Number six, Val, Wood Elves, three wins, one loss, one draw, two losses. Number five, Yelv with Lizardman, three wins, one draw, two losses. Seeing number, a pattern. Seeing a pattern here. Uh, number four, Dill with his Dark Elves, three, one, two. Number three, James with Lizards, 3-1-2. And then we get into the top two. Number two, some guy named Jace. Who lets him in, really? <laughs> Playing Slan. Slan, Slan, Kislev. Three wins, two draws, one loss. And then right at the top of the table, Jared with Skaven, five wins, one loss. So, a good variety of teams. I think we got, what have we got? Two Lizards, two Dark Elves. That was pretty that's much it. That's it, though? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's it. So, everybody else playing somebody different. Uh, it was a good good league. I, uh, you know, If I do say so myself, 
especially with you know one, three, four, five, six, seven, all on ten points. Like that that top four that we went yep. to for playoffs, that could have been any of those people. It, it legitimately could yeah. have. And what was more fun than anything was watching certain individuals try and work out exactly what the game results needed to be to make sure that they made finals. <laughs> like more math was done in that last fortnight mm-hmm. than I have, I think that any of them have done ever. And, yeah, it came down to, with these ones, first um, tie break was touchdown differential. So James was plus three. Uh, and then Dylan and Yelf both had plus two. So then it came down to casualty differential, which Dylan had plus one, Yelf minus five. Had an absolute stro- like His season was rough. Uh, a lot rough. of that was me. Sorry. <laughs> ah, dear. But, yeah, overall, really good result for everyone. Everyone had fun, which is good. Uh, I think everybody's looking forward to the next season, which we'll talk about later. And we had, what, three, four people playing in their first season? Yeah. First league? First or second. Like, a lot of these people are not, you know, Blood Bowl veterans. Mm. If, you yeah. know, I was about to say like us, but uh, I don't know if we call mm. ourselves veterans. I, I don't. I mean, I call myself <laughs> old, but. Uh, <laughs> ah, well. Um, breaking it down. So I'm not going to go team by team because, you know, nobody wants to listen to four hours worth of a podcast on, on a sevens. Um, league that they weren't league. playing Exactly, in. exactly. Yeah. But uh, for ego's sake, let's go into me. Yep. So first game I played Alice with her Necro and we drew nil all. Uh, I lost the casualty battle there four to one. So, and a lot of those <laughs> casualties were, I mean, I'm playing corn, I'm frenzying a lot. And the amount of both downs I got in that game, yeah, it was, it was not fun. Uh, but it was a good game still. Uh, second round, I played Yelf with his liz- Lizards. Another draw, one all draw, uh, three casualties to me, zero to him. Uh, then I played Lockie with his Dwarves. And that was a bit of a lucky game for me. I think I've talked about that already, but uh, that was a 2 0 win. Then we go into the other Lizard team, and I play James which was a one-all draw. So at this point, four games in, haven't lost a game, feeling pretty good. Who do I draw? Jared. I kept Jared somehow to a one-nil loss. So he only scored once against me, which I, I think was a good result for me. And then last game was against Val and his Wood Elves and lost that one 2-1. Now, the last three games, I was behind on um, team value for all of those. You know, my, my guys were getting beaten up by the other team and by themselves. So I was, you know, had a, quite a few matches where I was missing people. Uh, last three matches, each of those I took at least one desperate measures mm-hmm. and all three of those I got a wizard in rolled that eight 
and yeah, it saved it saved me against uh, against James. Definitely, mm-hmm. his little saurus turned into a uh, a frog as he was carrying the ball right towards my end zone. The against Skaven, it helped. I think oh, I'm trying to remember, but one of the Skaven Wood Elves ones was a. I think it was the Wood Elf Fireball. Uh, knocked, didn't knock down the two people in front at the cage, didn't knock down the ball carrier, but knocked down the guy at the back and managed to blitz my way into through that one. So, so you need, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that that really came in handy. So, yeah, playing three blood seek, uh, three blood seekers generally. I uh, did lose one in the last game, but that's fine. One corn gore, and I had uh, four marauder linemen as well. So, overall... First time playing corn, it was fun. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a lot of frenzy, a lot mm-hmm. of frenzy, which works for me some games and did not work for me other games, which is exactly what I expected, really. Yeah. So. Do you think you missed the strength five piece, the blood spawn, or three well, blood spawn just do work? I, don't know. I do. I always like having a big guy. Because mm-hmm. I do tend to play bashy teams, and those big guys—I mean, they're a lot of fun. I've played a full eleven season with uh, Renegades, where I had three of them. So I do like the big guys. I didn't take this one. To, I didn't have the model. Didn't necessarily feel like I wanted to go that route mm-hmm. this one this time. But he may have helped. He may have hurt me more. Who knows? I mean. That is what they do, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is legitimately the big guy conundrum. Yeah. But that was me. What about yourself, Jace? Um, How did I play out? He says, going back over the thing. So round one, uh, I picked up Gertzie, who mm-hmm. sat on the top of the league for the, the first half of it. Um, and to his credit, like that was, I think, game one of tabletop, maybe. Maybe game two of tabletop. Mm-hmm. Blood Bowl. Um, so I mean, there was there was a little bit of coaching, a little bit of everything, but ended up he he picked that up, and I, I lost that one one nil. Uh, and then the next two games were starting. I started to see a bit of a pattern. So I played Dylan in the second game with his dark elves, and that was a one all draw. That was pretty much he scores on offense, I score on offense, and then we all just hang around in the middle of the game. <laughs> Big old clusterfuck um, in the middle. Yeah, oh, speaking of big old clusterfucks, my next game was against Alice's Necro team. And mm-hmm. that was just a giant clusterfuck in the middle where neither of us could pick up the ball for a significant portion of that game. Uh, also ended up in a one-all draw. Um, I think so she it, was taking great pleasure in the level of clusterfuckness oh, there was that all just her games were. <laughs> so much going on and just... It, it was one of those games where it was like, right, well, now I'm just going to pick up the ball. No, no, you're not. Stop it. It's not happening. Uh, and we were both doing that and we were just kind of, you know, I thought we were going to just kick the ball over the, the end zone before we ended to make, pick it up. Um, but then things started to change a little bit. I played Yell's Lizards um, and that felt a little bit rude. Um, I, It was one of those games where I... Scored on a fence really quickly, kicked the ball, got a blitz, caught the ball, caught the ball, scored on defense. And then, so that was a 3-0 win. 
uh, in that one. Um, between that and the fact that I think for the entirety of the game, he could not make a three-plus roll to pick up the ball with a skink Ouch. to save himself. Oh, those it games was, happen. It was rough. Um, and I think I, I may have killed a or something. Anyway, um, moving right along, uh, the next one was was tight, actually, and that was against Lockie's Dwarves. Um, it was uh, – I, it, look, I ended up picking a 2-1 win up, but – he started playing. I think this is. I watched Lockie's results, and the start of the season wasn't so good. But towards the end, he really kind of got it happening, he and he started got playing. In the groove, didn't he? He started playing a lot more aggressive, and he was just pushing the dwarves forwards. And you can't move the little bastards, so he just moved the ball up the pitch a lot faster by the end of it, and actually put a lot of pressure on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I felt lucky to pull that one out with a 2-1. Just having a look at Lockie's results too. Loss, 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 win, loss, win. Mm. But like the all of a sudden, after he lost to me 2-0, he started scoring big time. Yeah. He suddenly worked out that you should actually take the ball and move it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did that with pretty <laughs> pretty like, a fair amount of prejudice um so last game of the regular season i drew james's lizardman mm-hmm. um that was look it, it was a good starting point for me because he was too sore us down um which i mean between mercs and things it wasn't so bad um because he basically made a sorus merc and, yep. and murked that in because he had all of the inducements by this point in time because he was too sore down. Um, but that was, again, super intense, super, super high scoring. It was a 2-3 win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it was just a lot of moving the ball. <laughs> and it was just, you know, both of us really pushing hard on, on both offense and defense and just someone to pick it up and sprint to the other end of the pitch and then something had happened and someone had sprint to the other end and it was it was one of those throw-ins that went off about three edges of the pitch too. <laughs> Gotta love that. Yeah. So that puts you second, as we discussed. So we had playoffs for the final. So we had one play four. So that was Jared's Rats play Dylan's um, Dark Elves and then you go into the semis playing off against James again. Mm-hmm. And then the winner of both of those games was going to play off for the final. The loser was going to play off for third. Makes a whole lot of sense. But yeah, it basically meant that the semi-final was a rematch of the last game of the season. So yep. James and I just re-racked. Um, bit, bit of a change in that game and that was mainly because firstly his this next game Saurus came back so he had that one mm-hmm. and he bought a and he bought a Croxagore. Yes he did. So um, Cro- I, Crocs v Bear. Yeah. I mildly regret printing the Croxagore <laughs> for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, no that was uh, this was fun because we played and for context we played both these games on the one night. So back to back, played the semi and then the grand final. Mm-hmm. Um, that will, you know, explain why my brain melts a little bit on how what happens. Um, no, it was it, 
it was this, a very similar game, but a much tighter game. I feel like he'd actually picked up a lot of the the tricks that I had out of the first mm-hmm. game. So he was starting to do things like work out where I could leap to and make sure those squares were marked. He started to, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So he was taking away some of the slant tricks. Um, he was just doing a heaps better job. What I found with his first game, there were a couple of points there where he kind of set up like a really good column defense for a column, but left the side of the pitch open. Or, you know, so I could, I could, instead of banging down the center of his defense, I could angle out to one side, same amount of squares moving on a diagonal and, and get around a lot of his defense easier. So he just, he tightened up a whole lot. And I think that really does explain why it ended up as a 2-1 um, rather than, you know, it was a 3-2. It was a stupid amount of score fest. I think both of us just, both of us just, honed in on defense more than anything and then it was you know bear versus crocs who wins that fight um saw us win in a fight against all of my dudes which is a problem um how many skinks kind of bash off early super tight look we ended up with literally zero casualties out of that uh no that's a lie i ended up with dead things i absolutely ended up he'd kill the catcher i i assume it doesn't record casualties for that oh, was the game before. That was the game before. That's why. Yes. No. Elsa. Elsa died in that game. Yeah. Sven was badly hurt. Yeah, I got beat up. Is the moral of the story? And Marshmallow uh, quit. And then, yeah. So end of that game, as I said, super tight. Um, really hard to play. It did involve some jank. Um. And, and trying to, to push guys out of squares so I could leave in the other squares to do things and all that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, then 2-1, managed to knock it into the grand final and the bloody Crocs quits. Yep. And I had a catcher dead. So the conundrum here is I had enough in the treasury to replace the Crocs, but not the Crocs and the catcher mm-hmm. that had died. So I then go into the grand final with my Blitzer, my Catcher, and my Crocs, but I'm a position down. Okay. Suboptimal. Mm-hmm. So um, you you won that one 2-1. The other game ended 2-1 as well, um, but in Jared's favour. So Jared taking out from Dylan 2-1. I'm just having a quick look at there that one so jared lost his blitzer Mm -hmm. so blitzer got ranked up and taken up um and then yeah lenny the cowboy for for dylan missed the next game (laughs) not not as much of a concern no but um i just find yeah i think just before the finals he renamed all his characters to be you know Jerry, the cowboy, and Alan, the cowboy. And then everybody else was a cowboy as well. Look, I can't I can't begrudge him a theme like that, right? Um, but we go no, into the grand cold. final. It was it was actually it was good. Um we go into the grand final. Uh so me, Jared, after both playing a game a second ago, but it's a game of seven, so you know, we're not completely broken here. Um 
I'm trying to remember rosters and things, but meh, probably not important. Um, again, this was a brain melter of a game. Um, trying to, on my end, knowing that gutter runners are gutter runners mm-hmm. uh, and you just need to, and alas, no, they they are not to be stopped apparently. They do exactly what gutter runners do. No, um, saving grace on this one actually uh, was a little bit of, of luck on my behalf after his one of his gutter runners made a break for it with the ball and failed to go for it into the end zone. Which is going to happen, especially in a final, isn't it? In a final. Um, and, the, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I So I couldn't stop him from getting there. Um, but if he didn't make it, I could definitely retrieve that ball. So we proceeded to have one of those moments where no one could pick up the ball because we all had about four tackle zones on it as quickly as possible. Uh, and we all just kicked the ball around until it went out of the, the side or something. It, it's ridiculous. Um, again, it was one of those where it's how many bullshit things can a gutter runner do? Um, the rat ogre was so reliable. I was mildly terrified that it, he didn't, because it's animal savagery, right? It's the one where you mm-hmm. hit your own guy if you don't get it. Yep. He didn't put a play next to it at any stage where possible, right? He didn't have a player to hit. Is that a and good then, thing or a bad thing? Because well, if you hit a player, was, you still get to do whatever you want to do with it. This was my argument, right? So there was actually one point there where he set up for defense. I think it was defense. Um, and he had the right ogre sitting in the middle of the, the front row um, and no one next to him. And I went, oh, have you forgotten to put? someone next to the rat ogre and he goes no 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 I'm not hitting my own guys I need the numbers so if he fails he's on his own um he just didn't fail well that's fair (laughs) (laughs) I mean you're gonna be you're gonna be hitting with the rat ogre more often than not so it's a two plus on that case isn't it yeah, so in those ones, it's not so bad, but it, it's the first couple of ones where you're setting up or you're forming a cage on a fence, right, and you don't want to have to go the full blitz. Mm-hmm. Um, although we did have that discussion around the fact that you can declare a blitz, use your blitz, not end up next to somebody and a- accidentally not hit somebody, and you still, you know, it's a two-plus roll for animal savagery. Yes. Um, but, look, end of this, there were there was two real killer moments um one was his gutter runner bailing that go for it into the end zone and the other one was uh on my offense i had my last remaining catcher sitting on the sideline with the ball i had two players marking the two corners so i had him in a side cage it was glorious and jared's brain was melting to try and work out how to save this right because i'm i'm within scoring zone at this point in time um and he ended up doing bullshit things with the gutter runner dodge 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 then dodging into the cage so that's what a five by the time he hit three tackle zones, mm-hmm. he's got a dodge re-roll, hopefully. Happy days, not a problem. Uphill, blocking my catcher because I've got two assists here. So it's a two-dice uphill. And knocked him off the pitch. 
gold. It's when when you need those things to happen, especially in a final, it's amazing. I, I remember doing the same thing against you when I was playing Chaos Renegades against you or Corn. Yeah. Yep. That was a final as well. Yep. Same thing. Dark Elf blitzing in, uphill battle, knocking you off the pitch, ball jumps off and, and scatters yep. elsewhere. Yeah, it was that was rough. So it took him off the pitch, the ball rescattered it it just so that was a real moment of just like, oh God, how are we gonna bring this back? Um in my defense, with his uh failed go for it, it sounds like it was just a really lucky roll, but to get there, he had made he had to dodge out of the, the bears tackle zone. He'd used his yep. so he'd re, so with prehensile tail effectively, so there's a three plus. He failed that and used his dodge reroll. And he then had to make at least three dodges, at least three dodges along the side of the twos, but mm-hmm. they're all dice rolls along the side of the pitch to get to the place where he could go for it, to get into the end zone. So it's not like I didn't make him work for it, but, oh, gutter runners. Um, I'm really glad that guy just fell nose first into the into the end of the pitch. Um, but end of the day, that ended up 2-1 to me, um, which I did not think that was going to happen, but I will take it every day of the week. And your bear scored. Oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. Thank you. Yeah. There was there was legitimately a moment there where uh ball scattered onto the bear. Uh, on the kickoff, I'm pretty sure. The bear caught the ball. There's a thing that shouldn't happen, but I rolled a six, so here we are. And the bear proceeded just to wander up the pitch and any rat that got in his way got blitzed. Um I just fed the rat ogre. Any any other player on the pitch, I could hand him because he wasn't dodging away. So I'm like, here, have someone to hit and go the other way. Here, have someone else to hit. And the bear just managed to literally blitz his way up the pitch. Um, uh, that was the the turn that we didn't fail boneheads, or which was which was good. We needed that. Um, and yeah, just wanted his berry bum into the end zone that was silly but i'll take it look it was legitimately that moment where he caught the ball and i panicked because i had no idea what to do in this instance <laughs> which is silly because it had, he'd done it before in the game with yelv he exactly the same thing had happened i think it was a um it wasn't a touchback it would have been yeah ball scatter onto him and he just grabbed it and i went oh shit what do i do now turns out he still moves six that's as long not as you don't bad for a big guy. As long as you don't fail that role. Um, and no one was blitzing him. So, yeah, no, that was that was a ridiculous game. As I said, it was an absolute brain melter. Both the semi and the final were just – I was broken by the end of those two games. Um, but so right. much fun. We were pushing it having two finals because finals you do tend to think a little bit more about every play. Yeah, but um, yeah, to get both the semis and the grand final and the playoff for third in the same night was huge. In the playoff for third again, it was a two-one. Every single one of those finals was a two-one result. Um, Jared came. Sorry, I'm looking at the other one, but uh, James came away with the win over Dylan. 
And again, his Croxigore scored as well. So I'd forgotten that too. That's the best. <laughs> oh, it's, it's silly. Big guy scoring. Big guys. So, end of the season, taking out number one position, Frozen Fever, Kislev by Jace. Well done. Was, it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened. I, in my defense, before we go in this any further, I had played Slan in 11s, right? Mm-hmm. And they went good, but they went good because I was relying on A, more positionals, and B, at least four rerolls. <laughs> because you don't have that. No, Leap was a trap. Like, every time you Leap, you'd be like, oh, it's just an ad roll. These guys are fine. It's a three up. Uh, but it's it, they broke themselves a lot doing that, and I used a lot of rerolls saving myself from Leap. So it, was, it felt dicey every single time. So I thought what would happen in this, right, is I would play Slan in sevens with no rerolls and less positions, and I would just roll a lot of ankles landing badly. Um. I that that was legitimately my expectation going into it, but they stuck the landing, or I didn't leap as much. I, like, honestly, the catches leaped. I think I, I might have leapt with a blitzer alignment like once or twice the whole season. So it changes the game. It does. Uh, so Jared coming runner up, and third place goes to James with his lizards. Uh, the Wooden Spoon Award goes to Clinton and his Dark Elves. And then just going through a couple of these. So the most valued team, the highest team value was Val with his Wood Elves. 745 team value. Which is not bad. That was after, didn't he? Didn't he have a treatment with like three or four skills on it before he got drafted? Eventually got drafted and then he bought it best right back. Uh, the highest dedicated fans, uh, five, both for you and Jared. Top scorers. Now, this is taking into account the finals, so it's a little yep. bit skewed, but 14 touchdowns for Jared, yourself, and James. Yeah. Uh, Jared had the, the numbers before the end of the um, uh, yeah, at no, the, end of the season, so... No one was touching him. No, no, not at all. Uh, best defense, two people tied on only five touchdowns um, given up throughout the season. That was myself and Alice. Uh, then most casualties was Alice with six, closely followed by me with five. Most injured. Now, this was me. I won this fair and square. You've pipped me. But that's the finals. The finals. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, before the end of this, uh, at the end of the season, I had the most injured players um, with eight. And I think uh, at least half of them were my own doing. So that's fine. Corn cares uh, not. Corn cares not from whence the blood flows. Most deadly, most number of kills. Three for me. So I'll take that. Uh, most dirty plays, like this is the fouls and I don't think people were recording them all. So this is when people foul at all. So James has got two there, but I'm pretty sure people were only really remembering to foul, put them on the, uh, the, the app when stuff happened. There was a result of the foul. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For example, most sent off moose with two. 
and yet only there's one foul recorded. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know about that one. Uh, most completions, Goetze and Val tied for two. So, yeah. Look, it was a fantastic season. A lot of fun. I think I think we got good feedback from everybody. I don't think anybody had too much of a bad time. Yeah, and I know Lockie's season definitely didn't start off the way he was hoping, um, but I think he more than made up for that towards the end. So, um, but yeah, you know, great, great season. Lots of fun. We should do it again. Look, I had fun. Let, let's do that. All right, cool. Um, so that is, in a nutshell, Fisticuff Season 2. What we also wanted to talk today about is All Systems Go. So All Systems Go, being hosted by Throw the Dice, is two days of games, games, and more games. Pretty much. That is, that is a legitimate thing. So, I mean, there's... Warhammer Fantasy 8th Ed, there is Infinity, there is Lord of the Rings, there is 40K, but importantly, most importantly, I mean, the rest are, you can take or leave, right? Uh, There is Blood Bowl 7s. There is. And we shall be running Blood Bowl 7s, so if you have been to one of the Thoughtless Bowls, you've got a pretty good idea of what to expect, let's face it. So we're not we're not really breaking the mold, let's be honest. No. And and in general, ASG will be run fairly similar. There are a couple of changes that we have made. Uh would you like to step us through those? Yeah, I mean, before we get into super changes, let's just talk really simply about the overall format. It's four games. It is on, importantly, Saturday, August 13. So we're on the Saturday of the weekend. Um, and it's in a cool little venue uh, in North Shore, so here in the sort of greater Geelong region. Um, it's a bit of a community hall, a bit of an events hall kind of situation, right? But it has food, it has beverages, it has beer, um, it has a lot of room so you can run multiple systems all at once and you can kind of mix up and, and see what other people are doing. Um, so... There is a lot of good reasons uh, to to show up. And even the other thing I'll say is Rich really cut his teeth. Before he owned a store, he cut his teeth running events. Um, and he runs venue. A lot of them. He has done it a fair amount of times. Um, He runs a, a really fun event. He puts a lot of time, effort, and focus into making sure that people are there for the right reason, people are having fun, and he's just adding to the hype the whole time. And he's a firecracker at the best of times. So, um, yeah. So Party poppers going off and excitement happening at all times. That will So that will be... Uh, you know, a whole bunch of reasons you should show up. As far as Blood Bowl 7s, it's Blood Bowl 7s, it's four games, it's it's all the standard stuff that you would expect, that you will get paired up against somebody, probably at a very similar kind of result. Um, you'll play a game, and depending on games and wins and losses and stuff, we will enter results and people will eventually win, lose, or draw the overall day. Um, the primary difference between this and the other thoughtless bowls is around how you can purchase your team. 
So we've tried a couple of different things. I think we've had some feedback and we've had some thoughts about what worked and what didn't. Um, So what we've decided to try, something a little bit different this time, is to break each of the teams into a tier. So you've got tier one, tier two, and tier three teams. Um, And then give each of those tiers a different amount of cash to or starting treasury effectively to purchase players. Also noting that players can or coaches can purchase a primary skill for any one of their players uh, for 20k each. So you can give any of your players a a primary skill, one skill per player, it will cost you 20k uh, out of your starting treasury. So what we've done is we've taken those team tiers and we've given each of those tiers a different amount of cash as expected the lower tiers have more cash than the higher tiers um, which theoretically means that they can either buy bigger meaner more expensive positions um, that they wouldn't normally be able to afford in a, a standard 600k uh, game of sevens or they can give them some more skills and do some some more funky stuff. Yeah. So Tears is, is something that we've considered pretty much before Thoughtless One we were talking about Tears. And Tears is the way that most Blood Bowl tournaments, especially elevens, let's let's focus on that. That's how they're run. So your team has a tier depending on how strong that team is. It's something we've played around within our heads and, and tried to work out how best to do it for seven. So this is this is what we've come up with. Look, and this is this is attempt number one, to be perfectly honest. Um, but the the big difference here with what we've done previously, apart from the whole tier thing, is uh restricted it to primary skills only. So mm-hmm. in the last Thoughtless Bowl we gave teams a secondary skill as well. Um, and what that meant was a lot of teams getting leader there was a lot of that and this time around we said all right let's not restrict specific skills or anything but if we just keep it to the players that can normally get it on a primary you're not getting a, a spam of the good stuff or yep. the hard to get good stuff we're still going to get a billion blocks but that's fine we expect that um so that was kind of the, the dream to doing this. And then the second half of this, right, is the tiers. So Games Workshop have a tier ranking on all of their Blood Bowl teams. Um, it's that something is- they update to uh, with reasonable regularity. There are FAQs that come out every six months for Blood Bowl. GW has been very good with that. And every now and then have updated tiers depending on how they are performing. Yep. Um, However, those teams are very much considered with 11s in mind. Uh, 7s changes it a little bit when you start not being able to afford all of the positions you could normally get. Um, And equally, I do not understand some of the results that I've seen in previous places. And you you start to question whether some teams are getting the same representation of others um, or the same representation at Calibre. The other thing that we need to take into account here, though, is the last two Thoughtless Bowls. So locally, 
you know, just in our little, little kind of, uh, I don't want to use the term meta, but I can't think of another word. Um, Region? That'll do. Uh, in this little microcosm, right, over the last two tournaments, they have both been won by Necromantic Horror. Necromantic Horror, should you believe the tiering system, is a tier two team. Firstly, that is bullshit. They are amazing. Um, Especially in sevens. In sevens, they are bonkers good. There are arguments to say that they are better in sevens than they are in elevens. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to afford both wolves, but, you know. Not impossible. Um, so, look, the primary one is based on that, right? We are bumping Necro. I I looked and considered the the GW tiers, and we you know sort of had a look at those and went. And then, all right, there's there's going to be some minor adjustments here, depending on how we think they're going to perform in sevens, um, and, and where they kind of fit in the grand scheme of things. So, less bullshit, more fact. The way this plays out, if your team is tier one, you get 620k to start, which means that you could buy your normal 600k team and you could put a skill on somebody. That's, that's pretty much it. You could also change that up and change up your roster and maybe get some more skills or things like that. I don't care how you use the cash, but you've got 620k rather than 600. Um, and that is elves of every kind or dark high. Union, Wood, all of them, you're tier one. Humans, Lizardmen, Skaven, Dwarves and Chaos Dwarves, so Dwarves of every kind, you're in tier one too. Um, Amazons and Norse, I think that almost means humans of every kind. Um, Almost. Underworld, Shambling Undead and Necromantic Horror. Not quite dead of every kind. but they are all sitting in team one, tier one. So it's a pretty chunky tier. Um, we've tried to keep them as, as reasonably broad as possible. And that is a 620K starting uh, team value or treasury. Use it. If we move to tier two, there are less t- teams in tier two. Um, and they show up with 660K of treasury. So two more skills is the moral of the story here, or, you know, spend it how you want. Um, Black Orcs, Chaos Chosen, Chaos Renegade, almost chaos of every kind. Uh, Orcs, so Orcs of every kind, um, almost. Uh, Who else we got? Imperial Nobility, there's the humans that didn't quite make it. Uh, Corn and Nurgle. So, yeah, it is chaos of every kind. Yep. All of the chaoses, uh, Old World Alliance, Tomb Kings, Vampires, and Slan, Orcas Lev, depending on how you want to skin them. So almost everybody else is the moral of the story. 660K, um, where that will start to get interesting, and I don't want to put you know ideas in people's heads too much, um, but there is some of these where it, fundamentally affects the positions you can afford to choose rather than just which, how many skills you can put on. So that will be interesting to see. The last one, and this is the one I'm really curious to see whether the starting treasury makes a difference. 
I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out. But tier three, 680K of starting treasury. You have a butt ton of cash to spend. That can also be on inducements. So, you know, you're not just missing out here as well, right? Tier three, a lot of tier three teams don't use up all their cash too. No. So there's going to be a lot of skills where people choose to take skills. I honestly think this is going to be inducement city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're looking at goblins, halflings, ogres, snotlings. Nobody's surprised, right? No. It's what you expect. These these teams are tier three for a reason. Yeah. As we discussed in our snotling cast not too long ago. Still fun. Still fun. Oh, God, but, some of the funnest teams there. Just but you're getting a bite ton of cash. No, well, you've got a lot of cash. It might make a massive difference. We did see what a uh, desperate measure uh, wizard can do to a oh, game. Yes. So, I, I saw it a couple of times. Uh, there's some options. Look, fundamentally, that is the change. Uh, apart from that, it is it is thoughtless ball all over around. You've just got different amounts of cash to, to pay for your team. It's mm-hmm. still sevens. It's still seven to 11 players. It's primary school only. I'm sorry, everyone who wanted to put leader on it. And, um, but it's still available, right, for those teams that have a dedicated thrower, as an example, mm-hmm. if you want to take them. Now you have a choice. Yes. Do you want a leader caddy? Probably with sure hands because who? which ones don't? Oh, a few of them. Um, it is Apart from that, as a, it's the same. The, the win criteria? Exactly the same. So it's a 2010-0 with some extra points for things like touchdowns and casualties and not having your opponent score against you. We will still be doing a coolest team vote. Um, we have shaken up the schedule a little bit to make sure everyone gets some extra time at lunch to A, get lunch, and B, get around and see what other games are happening and sort of mingle a bit. There's um, going to be a lot to look at, especially that day. I mean, what are we on with 40K and Lord of the Rings? Yep. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, food's available there, which makes things easy, means you don't have to travel or order food or anything like that. Uh, there's going to be a lot to look at. So, And it's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be there for a bit longer too. So it's going to be a good, solid day. Yeah. And there's... Game's still going. So the other systems, you know, when you've got 40K that's playing like a two and a half hour game at least, I think they're almost three hour games or something for 40K, the venue will be there and available for longer. You want to play more games? Go nuts. You want to kick on. The the, the dream here is that players will get to mingle between systems. They will get to see what other people are doing and what other people are playing and check out some cool stuff. Have some, you know, beers and pizza and stuff of of an evening and, and play some extra games or some board games or just get around and talk nerds. Um, It's a real good opportunity to see what the rest of the community is doing Mm -hmm. um, and and just see what tickles your pickle. It's also, you know, selfishly a really good opportunity to showcase how awesome Blood Bowl is to a bunch of people that may not be aware of it or if they're aware of it, don't understand why it's as damn good as it is. Mm. Um, So, you know. That is fundamentally, A, another day of Blood Bowl 7s and B, a good chance to to hopefully rope in some more. Um, yeah, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Gotcha. 
Look, it's tickets are available now. Go to uh, throw the dice on their Facebook page, find the event, click on Blood Bowl. That's the one you want. Sign up, join yeah, us. It's, it's going to be awesome. If you've made a mistake and signed up for the incorrect um, game as well, I'm pretty sure Rich will do transfers and refunds so you can play Blood Bowl. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. If, if, just tell him I sent you. He'll yeah. go. Excellent. So that's pretty much it. Now, we normally go and, and you know, tell you what's on around the traps at the moment. That's um, what's on. That's what's on. That's the important one. Well, that's one of the important ones. The other important one is we've just finished a League of Sevens. So what are we going to do now? I don't know. I'm legless. Let's let's start another one. Let's, oh, let's do that again. <laughs> let's, let's do that again. Let's do that again. So we are looking. Thoughtless Sevens is starting up. We are looking at this stage to start up around about late July depending on when everybody's ready and eager to go. Uh, now. We, I know you're ready now. You've I have a team painted. I'm done. You're, you're back to back. You're like Kislev, Snotlings. Yeah, we've got it. There's a trophy in Throw the Dice now. Have you put your name on it yet? No, nah, not yet. I've got to go get a thing engraved. Right. Yeah. It was, it, I was much hoping that someone else would win it and it wouldn't be as awkward to go get a, a trophy engraved with my own name on it. It feels very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody has to take this trophy away from Jace for this season. So if you are interested, if you're in the Geelong area or feel like traveling to the Geelong area, we are doing games every fortnight. Uh, all you need to do is get your game in within that fortnight. Pretty self-explanatory. We do uh, have league nights at Throw the Dice where most of the games would be played. If you can't make that night for whatever reason, just organize it with your opponent for another day. Easy as that. Sevens, a lot of fun. We already have 14 people signed up for next season. I'm just going to confirm that. But uh, yes, 14 people signed up. If and a you few are more in the wings. Oh, yeah. If you are interested, jump in our Discord, start chatting to us. Uh, you know, we will, we are full of advice. And some of it are, useful. Some of it, well. Mm. that's up to you to work out how much of it is useful and how much is not. We are going to be running demo nights at Throw the Dice until it happens, most likely Tuesday nights going forward. I will be there this Tuesday. Yep. If you that want is. to – that's your phone, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's my if front you, door. Oh, okay. If you want to find out what all this Blood Bowl fuss is about, if you want a demo game of sevens, um, hit us up. Yeah. Jump in the if Discord, throw us a message. Yeah, and this is also, you know, if you've played a bunch of Blood Bowl on PC and want to see how it translates to the tabletop, if you've played regular Blood Bowl and you want to see what the difference between that and Sevens is, like all of the above, if you already love Blood Bowl and just want another game, I'm down for that. Um, so, as I said, we're planning on Tuesday nights to throw the dice as a standard. If that doesn't work for you for whatever reason, again, hit us up and we'll, we'll work something out. Yeah. Easy as. We are already very much looking forward to this season, and I think it's going to be just equally, if not as good as the last season, much, much better. I'm so excited to see how bad vamps really are. <laughs> so Jace is going vamps. I've, I'm, I'm turning around. I'm, I'm playing wood elves. 
which is such a thing I never would have thought. Well, that's the thing. I've never played an agility-based team. I always go the bash in some way, form, or another. You had a dark elf in Renegades. I had a dark elf, but I also had a rat ogre, a troll, and a minotaur. And a skaven? Ogre. Ogre. And skaven, yep. Yeah. See? I I go bash. So I've chosen wood elves just for something different because I want to see if I can actually do something with them or if I'll just get all my team obliterated in the first game and... (laughs) I'm going to try and bash with them and just end up. I'm scared yeah. of that. I really am legitimately scared that I'm going to throw too many blocks with them because that's what I'm used to. Yeah. Or just the other half of that is even if you don't throw the blocks right, is just with every other team that isn't a straight edge team, the, the do- nervousness around a dodge roll mm-hmm. is the, where it lies. So if you don't, throw the block and you don't roll the dodge, then you're still standing next to someone and that's a bad place for a wood elf. Um, so. Very, very true. <laughs> All these things I have to learn before next season. So come in and have a demo game with me. Uh, and again, this also includes I don't have a team. I don't have a pitch. I don't have die. I don't care. I have we've, enough. We've got pitches. We've got dice. We've got teams that we can lend you. If you have gone... This Blood Bowl thing sounds decent. Even when Brett and Jace talk about it, it sounds decent. And I want to give it a go. If you've got an idea about how you want to play, if you want to play a bashy team, chat to us. We'll work out the best one, you know, for for your preferences. If whichever way you feel like you want to play Blood Bowl, we can tell you a couple of teams and then you can make up your mind about which one's cooler. And we can supply that team for you to have a go. Yeah. Or at least proxy. Yeah, we're not going to get far off. I, yeah. I'm trying to work out which teams we can't do between us. I don't I think don't there's think much. There's many. No. No. Anyway, very important. Thoughtless Sevens. Season coming soon, end of July. So plenty of time to have a go. And at least, you know, jump into Discord and chat to us about it because we will talk about it until the cows come home. My God, if you're just bored and want someone to talk to, Mention Blood Bowl, and yep. you've got me. You've got me. <laughs> anyway, that's it from me. That's all I got. Well, as usual, if you haven't already, give us a follow on Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch. I am planning, now that my housemate has moved out, I am planning on doing a lot more Twitch streams soon. Uh, so follow us there. Twidbean, Pornhub, OnlyFans, jump on all of those. Uh, if you want, we have a couple of competitions going at the moment. So end of June, we have a very simple one up. Simply like the post and s- attach a picture of your current hobby that you're doing. Go into the draw. One random person will win a hobby prize pack for that, which we will make up with a whole heap of cool stuff. Uh, secondly, we all of our competitions and giveaways are sponsored by our lovely Patreons. So if you want to help us run more of these, if you want to help us give back to you guys uh, and you feel like chucking us a couple of bucks a month, join our Patreon. Uh, Every dollar is much appreciated and, like I said, goes back in prizes. 
we have a couple of new Patreons to shout out this episode. So thank you very much to Gertzi and to Lesser Dylan. <laughs> so Dylan Gertz and Dylan Carter. Lesser Dylan. It's much appreciated. We have two hundred percent more Dylans. That's it. That's it. Uh, so thank you very much, both of you guys. Also, for the month of June, I'm going to throw in a special Patreon-only uh, competition or giveaway. Normally, our Patreons get a couple of extra entries into every competition that we do. Uh, this time, I'm just going to do a single entry for every Patreon. One of those Patreons will win a little uh, prize pack from us this month. And if it's you know, something that they want to keep going, then we'll work out something in future, yeah. for which we can keep doing every month. Because, yeah, really appreciate all your help, guys. Uh, we didn't expect the amount of support that you guys have given us. This is, you know... This is a, a subpar podcast at the best of times and the fact that you guys keep on listening to us and feel like you want to throw money towards us to help us do this sort of stuff is just mind-blowing. So thank you. I mean, I wouldn't pay for this, so I don't know why you guys do. I mean, technically you do. I mean, do I? Don't you pay to post? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't consciously do it, but, you know, if that happens. (laughs) Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Laters. Gotcha. Sunlight, casual gaming.